Uh, and I believe there's roses and flowers in the back. Where's Jay? Is that true? For all the mothers? All right. Praise God. Um, so I want to keep this as simple as possible, of course. Uh, for some reason, when I feel like I'm up here in front of you, I have to deliver this 30-point message and uh, write a book while I'm speaking. But praise God, it's been smooth transition all the way up until now. So now I'm just going to pray that God uh, would just give me the words to say to say what I'm trying to say or what he's put in my heart to say. Let's go ahead and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, thank you so much just for giving us your word, Lord God. I pray that you just open our hearts and our minds to receive your word. I pray that this word goes forth, Lord God, and understanding is brought forth and uh, life-changing water, Lord God, is poured out on the seeds in this room right now. And I pray that you just bring us closer to you every day of our lives, Lord God. Teach us to move in your will and in your ways, Lord God. Remove our damaged nature, Lord God, and replace it with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So, this message is called, What a Wonderful Life. How many have ever seen that movie, It's a Wonderful Life? Or is it? Oh, It's a Wonderful Life, excuse me. Have you all ever seen that movie? Sure, surely you have. Um, there was a reason I chose that title. Um, and if you don't know the story, I'm just going to paraphrase it real quick for you. You know, we have a, a guy named George, right, who had a guardian angel named Clarence. This is all fiction, okay, so just bear with me for a minute. Come on, Bill, you know, it's a wonderful life. You got me? Uh, so, and in this movie... Uh, George comes to a place where he's at the uh, end of his road, so to say, and he's ready to jump off a bridge and kill himself. And his, his guardian angel, you know, is thinking like this, you know, and he's going to intervene. Uh, so what he does is, you know, the guardian angel comes down and, 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 and jumps in the river himself. Is that correct? I didn't get to watch it uh, recently. <laughs> I've seen it before. But anyway, so George, instead of killing himself, he jumps in and saves the angel. Is that right? I, I don't even remember. All right. So anyway, long story short, they get out and, uh, you know, George is talking to Clarence and uh, he's like, I do not want to live anymore. I wish I was never born, he says. And the angel granted him the wish, right? So the rest of the movie is about him going through life if he had never been born. And... You know, he goes through this life and he realizes, you know, George was living his life from a broken place. When he was very young, what he did, uh, his brother fell in the, um, the lake and it was frozen and he was about to drown. But George jumped in, saved his life, right? Uh, but he become death in one ear for it, right? I believe George was always kind of bitter about that, right? But anyways, the angel takes him through and shows him all the steps of his life and all the things that if he was not here and was not alive, things that would not have happened. And he's going through his life and he, he comes to his brother's tomb and, uh, you know, his brother, because he wasn't there as if he had never been born, right? 
if he wasn't there to save him, he died at the age of nine. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and so George starts going to his house and all these different things, this life that he once lived. And nobody knew who he was. Nobody recognized him because he didn't exist. So by the end of the movie, he comes to this place where he realizes, hey, I just want to back to my life. You know, I want to live. So, uh, you know, at this point, he thinks it's over. Right. But the angel grants him. Now, like I said, this is all fictional. So take it with a grain of salt. But the angel grants him the opportunity to go and live his life right where he picked off at that bridge, right? So now all of a sudden, instead of George wanting to kill himself, he's running down the street saying, Merry Christmas to everybody, full of joy and full of life. The same man, right? With a different experience. And sometimes it takes a, a, an experience in life to wake you up and realize you know, we're alive. And it's a beautiful thing to be alive. Um, so, it's a wonderful life. I want to start this message, uh, and I'm going to just skip around and deliver a short, impactful message. I want to go to uh, Adam and Eve, our great-grandparents, right? Well, times a thousand. The mother of all living. Right? Adam and Eve. I think it's very interesting that we as humans, look, we live this life and we try to be perfect and have the appearance of perfection. But Adam and Eve were absolute beings. And they lived in an absolutely perfect place. A land called paradise, right? And they were made in the image of God. They had one rule. That seems like a pretty simple thing. They could have they have the opportunity to live forever. Right? To be in the presence of God with no pain, no sorrow. Right? But how many knows that two perfect people in a perfect place still could not keep one simple rule? Don't you find that interesting? Now we don't the other And I think it's funny, as time progressed, God sends forth the law through Moses. And not only do they have one law, they've got several laws to follow in a broken world with a broken people. But Paul says it like this, that Christ, or that the law was the schoolmaster to show us the fact that we needed a Savior. Right? Now, I want to deliver this to you like this right here. You know, when we we couldn't wait to be older. But when we are older, we desire to be young again. As humans, it seems like we always want what we can't have. Y'all know what I'm talking about? This is like the human experience. As a child, we can't wait till we get older. But when we get older, we wish we were younger. That's because we're broken, y'all. Now, I want you to understand that Adam was made in the image of God, right? But if you go read the Bible carefully, Seth was born in the image of Adam. 
If you go read Genesis, I don't have time to go into all of that. But we inherited this fallen nature, this broken nature from our father. Father to father, father to father, father to father. Guess what? Death reigned from Adam to Moses. Then the law was introduced. And Paul says that the law was even worse because it made us aware of how sinful we were. And he says, I was alive once without the law, but when the law came, it revived. And I, on the inside, I died because I found what I... What I wanted to do, that I couldn't do. And what I didn't want to do, that's what I did. So somebody said, oh, it's messed up, man. It's broken, right? But what he needed was a Savior. And I think it's uh, very interesting to understand. We hear that Jesus is the Son of God over and over and over again, which is very true. And we focus a lot on this interesting side of Jesus being the Son of God. How many knows when Peter spoke up and said, when Jesus asked him, who do you say, who does men say that I am? Jesus said, you are the Son of the living God, the Christ. And what did Jesus say? He said, the Holy Spirit has revealed, or the Father has revealed this to you from heaven. How many knows it's not an easy thing to believe a man was an almighty God. It's hard to believe. But let me explain it like this. Adam was made in the image of the living God. We were made in the image of Adam. Believe it or not, go read the Bible, Genesis, in in the book of Genesis. It just passed down from father to son, father to son, father to son, right? Jesus, on the other hand, is something completely different. And when I say that, I want you to understand that the 100% God became 100% man. And now not only is he the son of God, he is what we call the son of man. Because not only was God his father, making Joseph his stepfather, but he was also the son of Mary. This is too much, ain't it? All right, praise God. I'm going there for a reason. The, 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 the side of uh, life of Jesus I want to focus on today was the fact of His humanity. Something we don't hear much about, right? How many know Jesus had a mother? Are you all with me? Jesus had a mother. Jesus had a stepdaddy. Jesus had uh, brothers. Jesus grew up. Like a a child just running around, you know what I'm saying? Like a real life experience. How many knows when God stepped on the scene and uh, this angel comes to Mary, whoa, blessed are you. Highly favored among God, Mary. You know, we would think that, you know, that encounter with an angel, you know, uh, know, this would mean that the greatest life and all things are going to be good and awesome from that moment forward, right? But how many want to know? That just as much joy as that news brought, it brought just as much pain. Because just as much as Jesus was born a Savior to the world, He was also a son to Mary. And just like how your mother or uh, uh, you look at your daughter and your, your sons, Mary experienced this as a human being. Right? That's why I wanted this clip to be played so you can 
experience that. So like, hey, yeah, like we're going to, God chose to have a human experience through the womb of Mary, right? But with that, he was born to die. And how many knows that Mary as a mother had to experience every bit of that pain? But I want to start us in the scriptures. Uh, let's chapter 2. And we're going to see this Son of Man side of Jesus. Luke chapter 2, verse 39. Y'all there with me? Let's say amen. Luke chapter 2, verse 39. Let's read the Scriptures. So when they had performed all these things, all the things according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own city, Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Somebody say, Jesus grew. The child grew. And it says that the child grew and became strong in the spirit and filled with wisdom and the grace of God was upon him. His parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of Passover. And somebody say when he was 12 years old. They went up to Jerusalem according to the customs of the feast. When they had finished the days as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph, supposing him to have been in the company and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances, did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. Now so it was that after three days they had found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers. Now hold on, I want to tell you something. God chose Mary to be the mother of Jesus. And how many knows? They lost him. They done left a whole city a three-day journey and took off without their son, assuming that he was with them in the company. It said three days later they returned and they're like looking for Jesus. How many want to know? Mary was as human as we are. They found him in the temple. Sitting in the midst of the teachers. So this is where the, the young boy Jesus was found. Both listening to them and asking. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and questions. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding. Excuse me. So when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. You know, so you got this real mother, mom. Mom's going to, uh, you know, come in and set the scene. Why have you done this to us? We've been looking all over for you. This is a real, pretty much normal family in a lot of ways. Uh, but, you know, why did you, let's see, and he said to them, why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? 
one of my favorite uh, quotes in the Bible. So Jesus, this 12-year-old boy, is in the temple with all these scribes and priests and people who have learned their whole life. And they were astonished at his ability to understand. Somebody say he grew in wisdom. At you, but at 12 years old, he's found in the temple with scribes and people that studied their whole life. And for three days, he's just in the temple doing the things of the Lord. And he says, Mama, do you not know that i got to be about my father's business? Father as in not Joseph, right? Father as in the Lord God all. Because he was the son of God, but also son of man. With me on that? And once again, it takes the Holy Spirit to reveal these to you. Uh, that is a very hard thing to swallow. That an almighty God, man, that's hard to swallow. It takes the Holy Spirit to unveil this truth to you. But I just wanted you to realize that this Jesus, this same boy, uh, you know, that was born and he's got shepherds and all these people coming and worshiping him. And his mother Mary like, wow, who is this guy? What is she doing? But you can imagine what kind of experience this is, right? And then he grows up and he's uh, endowed with all this wisdom and understanding. And he understands things easy at 12 years old. It says, Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. Jesus. Let's read it again. Jesus increased. In wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and men. So Jesus grew. Jesus grew in favor with both God and with men. Are y'all with me? Now, the funny thing about Jesus is from the very beginning, he was absolutely different than all of us. Are y'all with me? Number one, he's the image of the invisible God. He was made in the imprint of God himself. His father was God. The, the brokenness that we inherited from Adam, he didn't inherit that. His father was God. Are y'all in Just too much to take in. Y'all, y'all should see y'all's faces. It's, it's a lot. Alright, so anyway, uh, so Jesus is both the son of man and the son of God. I'm not going to get into the, the theological depths of what what I'm talking about, but I just want you to understand that he had to grow just like human. He's a human. He did not know everything as a baby. He grew. Right? But what was about him that was awesome? He was the image of the invisible God. In other words, what Adam lost in the garden, God restored in Jesus. Are y'all with me? I know it's, it's, it's very complicated to kind of bring all that into, into focus at once, and that's why I was kind of worried about how I was going to deliver this, because I had 10,000 things to say that I'm absolutely not going to say. Uh, and, you know, happy Mother's Day. Uh, but I just want you to know that First Timothy said God was manifested in the flesh. So you must understand that 
God was manifested in the flesh. This is who Jesus was. Hard for us to understand, right? But what I wanted you to uh, come to understand is that Adam fell. In a perfect world, they fall, right? See, Jesus was the exact opposite. He had the image of God and lived in a broken world and overcame. Really? He faced this world head on with the right nature. Right? And overcame every trial, every temptation in a broken world. Why? To redeem mankind. Alright, so uh, I, I want to just keep diving in. Let's go to John chapter 2. Look, this is, this is wonderful, man. Like, And this is Jesus' first miracle, right? It says, On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, listen to this, a true mother. The mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Now, you got to recall, this is Jesus' first miracle ever, right? Well, recorded in the Bible. Let's put it that way. Jesus said to him, uh, or Jesus said to him, uh, excuse me. And the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. Do you, do you see the how normal of a mother and son relationship this was? She's she's in her mind. Oh, I know what we can do. Hold on. So she goes to Jesus, her son, who's probably who knows what all she knows about him by that point, right? Or uh, understands about him. But she goes to him, and you know, she's telling him, "Hey, look, the wedding." Mama probably had certain privileges, right? And the mother said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. I just find that it's just like a mother, you know? Like, Jesus is like, what does that have to do with me? She, she don't even listen to a word he said. She tells the servant, go do everything he tells you to do. So, I just, I love to understand the fact that Jesus had a mother. And his mother loved Jesus like a son. You know, not only was this a divine promise that was coming to pass, this was her child. The ins, the outs, the leaving them a uh, three-day journey behind. You know, this was a real family. Had a stepfather and four brothers. That is interesting, is it not? Uh, one more scripture. Matthew chapter 12. 
verse 46. Now, Jesus is done engaged into his ministry at this point. Uh, and I just I find this amazing because you, you really think about, number one, okay, there's just one thing to be the mother of Jesus, right? It's a whole nother thing to be a little brother. Little brother. Because he was born of birth. It would mean that they were only partial men, but he was the firstborn. Right? So, you got to realize that the mold set before you as Jesus' brother is absolute perfection. Why can't you be more like your brother? Could you imagine hearing that? In that, in that way? Right? I mean, are y'all with me? This is all part of the Bible. I'm, I'm bringing a whole other side to you that you don't hear much about Jesus, about his mother, about his family, about how they interact with each other. And then Jesus also must be about his father's business. Are you with me? Uh, Matthew chapter 12, verse 46. Now, this is Mother's Day, man. You know, y'all got it. Matthew chapter 12, verse 46. still talking to the multitudes. So he's out preaching right now. Behold, his mother and his brothers stood outside seeking to speak with him. So, you know, at this point, Jesus has done become a speaker, doing these miracles. Everybody's, you know, following after him. And at this point, Mary and the brothers are like coming to see Jesus, right? And they're outside the crowd and they're coming to see him. And he says this. Well, let's let's keep reading Outside, seeking to speak with him. The one said to him, Look, your mother and your brothers are standing outside, seeking to speak with you. But he answered and said to the one who told him, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And he stretched out his hand toward his disciples and said, Here are my mothers and brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and my sister. And my mother. Now, how many wants to know that's that's kind of harsh, you know? You know, your mama and your brother are here to see you, but he was about his father's business because not only was he the son of man, he was the son of God. He had a work to do in this earth. And just to understand, you know, did y'all even know Jesus had brothers? I just. It's a very interesting thing. I couldn't imagine being the brother of Jesus, but and you spend your whole life in the shadow of Jesus. Jesus, you know. I mean, very strange circumstances, you'd have to admit, right? But there is a good position that when Jesus went to the cross and he died, how many wants to know that that probably killed Mary in a lot of ways? And she's experienced pain, right? But he also rose from the dead. And how many knows the joy of knowing that she would see Jesus again probably brought her a lot of healing? Would y'all 
Be with me on that? But how many wants to know that even Jesus' brother is said to have written one of the books of the Bible? In other words, we have a, a real Jesus and a real Jesus' brother writing a book in this Bible. I find that amazing. And you want to know how it starts out? It says, James, a servant of God and of our Lord, Jesus Christ. You know, at, at, in James's life, he come to the revelation and understand that this is the true Messiah. Yes, he's my brother, but yes, he's the Lord of all heaven and earth. He is the fulfillment of the prophecies that their people had been waiting on. This, this man grew up with Jesus. He knew everything about Jesus. Right? And he writes in his book, A Servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't y'all find that in this? Very. Uh, well, and I, I praise God that I'm not Jesus' brother, right? Uh, no, I'm just saying, like, it would be an interesting life to live, no doubt. I mean, to be able to see Jesus, to have him as an older brother, I couldn't even imagine. Actually, it would probably be a very awesome thing. But the whole point that I'm making to you is this. We spend our whole life wanting what we can't have. Why? Now, this is the human experience, right? We spend our whole life wanting what we can't have. When we're young, we just want to be old, right? When we're old, we just want to be young again, right? You know why that is? It's because we're broken. How many knows that you can have everything you just asked for from God, and once you actually get it, you'll want something else? Somebody said we're broken, right? But I want to tell you that just like George, we have a choice in this life we live. And it's all about perspective from the most sense. And we're so busy trying to live life out of our brokenness. I've seen people live their whole entire life out of wounds and brokenness. In other words, the world did them so wrong, right? Or, uh, you know, all this happened in my life. Let me tell you something. You do not come through this life unscathed by tragedy, by pain, by sorrow. This is the human experience. All sides of it. I remember when I was a kid. I would have traded. I didn't like going to school. Are y'all with me? I would have literally as a kid, I would have traded and gave up five days of my life a week just to live on the weekends, right? Just to live those, oh, it's the weekend, it's the weekend, it's the weekend, right? But as I got older, I realized how foolish that really is. Because as you get older, you realize you only live once. When you're a kid, you feel like you're going to live forever. I'll trade all those five days. But now I'll take all of those days. The good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. Because this is what we call life. Are y'all with me? And you only live once. This is the, the living experience from the very beginning of the mother of all. Eat. You're going to bring forth children. It's going to be painful. Right? And Adam, we inherited the curse, right? And Adam, hey, you're going to work every day of your life. And from the, or, well, my 
Jesus Christ came to do was to restore what was lost inside of us. This broken nature we have to heal us, make us well. If I could change one thing in my life, you want to know what it would be? That I would have found God sooner, number one. But I would have forgiven quickly. Any, everything this world throws at me, I throw it back just like that. And live in the peace of God. Let the, the Holy Spirit rule my, my, my thoughts, my attitudes. Man, we're broken. I see people live their whole life, 20, 30 years, broken because of something that happened to them when they were a kid. How many know you need healing? How many know that Jesus died to restore us back to real life? The intended life for us to have. What Adam lost in the garden, God redeemed in Jesus Christ. Now through faith we have access to also receive the Spirit of God that we also can be sons and daughters of God. This is the human experience. This is the life we're in. Right? I don't know if that got too much for you, but... um I just want to bring this uh, message into focus. Just like George, you can live your whole life a bitter mess. Are y'all with me? For y'all who know the movie, you will you understand what I'm saying. The only thing that changed at the end of the day was George's perspective. He wanted to go home to his wife. He wanted to go home to his children. He was so glad that he had lived in the first place. And that's what I wanted to tell you today. It's a wonderful life. No matter what you've been through, no matter how much pain you've endured, man, this is part of it. But the truth is to let it go. To let the Lord heal your heart and bring wholeness to you as a human being. Because that's what's wrong with us. We're empty and we're without God. And that's what our hearts truly long to be filled with. Have you ever noticed that everything you touch in life is never good enough? And we're always looking to the future or to the past to be happy. The future and the past ain't never coming. But Paul says be content in whatever state you are in. Right? Because really to have it all and to be wise is to enjoy every moment of your life, good and bad, the here and now. Right now, there's people in your life that you haven't forgiven, right? And and you don't have to be open about it. These people are going to die. I've watched family feuds and things like that happen, and people would just die. And then, what did you get out of that, you know? Man, forgive now. Love now. Are you all with me? What it is, we're broken people. And because, and everybody you come across in life is a broken person that needs the healing of Christ. Why that person cuts you out? Because they're broken. That's a right view. Do you understand? They need Jesus. Everybody. Don't be offended. We need to be whole. See, because when you're whole, you can, you can endure all of that. So we need to grow in the love of God and in 
uh, the image of God, in the image of Christ. He was our example to follow. Now we have a faithful high priest who knows what it is to be human, sitting there making intercession for us. Praise God. And you need to quit beating yourself up. Two perfect people in a perfect place was not perfect. They made the wrong choices. Right? So you need to understand where you're at in life. And it's through faith that we can live a godly life. This is good news. You can be healed from your brokenness. And you can be restored to the living God. And I just want to say, especially if you have mothers, daughters, anything out there, man, you need to reach out, you know, if y'all are into it or anything. Man, make it right. Man, I I, I dread the day that something happens to my mama. Because I'm going to tell you, I live this life and I go, 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 go. But I'm going to tell you, my mama means the world to me. And this is my mama. Happy Mother's Day. My mama means the world to me. And if something ever happened to her... Praise God. Let's just hope God has got enough wisdom and healing inside of my heart and my mind that I can go on. Right. But I just want you to know, man, life ain't forever, man. Life is painful. I mean, this side of life. Man, but you still get to embrace it as life. And just like George, you can be glad that you lived rather than not lived at all. Because in this life, we're going to have pain. We're going to have sorrow. People are going to do us wrong. I guarantee it. You have never walked through this life without somebody doing you wrong. Why? Because we live in a broken world. Would y'all agree? So, at the end of the day, guess what? It is a wonderful life. Yeah? Y'all with me? And a lot of our issue is we're not letting God heal those broken places. So give your heart to God. Let Him heal and take care of everything inside of you that's broken. That we can live and live a life more abundantly. Praise God. Amen. Happy Mother's Day. We got any testimonies? Well, praise God. Anybody want to close us out in prayer? Miss uh, Yvonne's going to come up and play some songs. Okay. Let's go ahead and pray, too. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, thank you so much just for the opportunity to breathe breath and be alive. I pray that you just give us wisdom and understanding to live and uh, live in your spirit and embrace being alive, Lord. And I pray that you just go with each and every one of us as we make men's with our people and just live out of a place of joy that's found in your spirit. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.